today, I'm very honoured to have the privilege to speak with Sheikh to find out more about his vision and he and his work in the Middle East. So, how would you describe the financing landscape currently um, in the Middle East compared to what you see outside the country? Freelancing is not something that has been uh, has been in place for some time. Um, uh, due, due to the fact that we are uh, very much socialist countries, you know, and we worship uh, employment. So people are usually looking at uh, means of finding a job, a permanent job, rather than uh, working as freelancers. So uh, it's an amateur market. Uh, the Middle East, uh, for the longest time, have been working on a conventional type of, um, you know, uh, workflow. Um, so I would say compared to the West and the East, it's not that developed. It's underdeveloped uh, in our region. And uh, the, the reason is the culture uh, is not ready for it. The government system does not really um, promote such, such um, you know, uh, profession. And uh, plus, uh, are, there is that kind of uh, fear to work with freelancers because there is no adequate marketplace that could, you know, collect all these uh, people, sort them out by, by profession, by experience. The, the, the reason why I'm very much interested in freelancing, uh, I've started working with freelancers since 2016. Uh, I have my, I would say, my global network uh, of people that are working with me in different uh, areas from Eastern Europe to the United States to Southeast Asia, the Indian subcontinent. So I've been looking at uh, you know means of how to bring that kind of culture to our region um, our region um, is very much undisrupted when it comes to uh, to uh, professional services so for example um, previously I used to work with local you know uh, consultants and they would charge let's say 10 for example but I would rather I would do the same type of job with uh, freelancers for two. So um, that is a, a huge, uh, I would say, disruption to the market. So I was trying to bring in that culture to, to the region uh, by way of uh, introducing a freelancing portal um, and to basically educate people that this is something that is worthwhile looking at. So don't limit yourself to a, a small geographical area like Bahrain. Bahrain is more or less the same size of Singapore, a bit, a bit bigger. But uh, what, rather than sitting and waiting for the job to come to you, why don't you become more proactive in approaching the market from a, a global uh, perspective? You know, it's a, it's a talent-based uh, uh, knowledge economy now. So if you have that talent, why not uh, penetrate other markets? I think with the help of internet, you know, and the advancement of digitizations, it certainly will help people to open up, um, you know, their their uh, understanding, right, and also to reach out to other talents that is untapped, that is untapped uh, for time being. So, what are the? Do you see any potential challenges that is currently faced by the freelancers already operating in Middle East? A huge uh, challenges, I would say. First of all, uh, the absence of a of a legitimate uh, freelancing portal. Uh, I'm I'm speaking here specifically uh, on Bahrain level. Um, so what usually happens, the freelancer gets jobs through uh, LinkedIn or through uh, WhatsApp uh, messages or through Instagram, and there is no proper regulated environment. So the freelancer might not do the job 
and there is no way of, of giving a feedback on that particular free, freelancer so that other people will take uh, caution um, you know, uh, when they speak to him. So that uh, the absence of the portal uh, or the marketplace created an unprecedented, um, I would say, challenge um, to, uh, uh, to engaging with freelancers. Because, um, you, for example, if you have a tender that you want uh, as, a, as, a, as a, a firm and you need the, uh, I would say, support of, of, let's say, engineers, you would rather hire engineers uh, in-house because you cannot afford hiring a freelancer and the freelancer might, you know, just one day doesn't, sh you know, uh, show up or he just switches his phone off. So the absence of the marketplace is one. The second um, is the, as I said, the market itself uh, is not ready to accept, uh, you know, a gig economy, uh, I would say participants and the knowledge economy is not that uh, very much ripe in our region. So there is always that kind of skepticism, uh, you know, regarding to uh, working with uh, with the freelancers. But but the the positive side of it, the way I see it, the COVID had a positive side because a lot of people lost their jobs, and those people are not in a position to hire, to be hired because of the situation. And the the more the pandemic prolongs, uh, I I witnessed more people are shifting towards becoming you know, freelancers and being freelancers, once you, you know, I would say you taste freelancing, it's going to be very difficult for you to work as an employee. Um, you need to sort it out. You need to basically manage the risk of freelancing. It's, there, is, there is disadvantages to freelancing, the cyclicality of, uh, I would say, um, um, steady retainers with, with people that are very much keen uh, to develop uh, the relationship with you. Yeah, that is very true. So being in the business for so long, right, um, what do you think are some of the characteristics that a freelancer must possess now in order to become successful in Middle East? A very uh, valid and strong uh, question. Um, I would say uh, the discipline, self-discipline is one of the most important uh, things that you have to keep in mind. Uh, the uh, one other aspect I would say always, uh, don't overpromise and underperform. You have to always keep in mind that you have to overperform uh, uh, your promise. That That's quite key because you are uh, tied up with basically feedback form. So if in case if you really go and um, display what you cannot achieve, um, you're going to have a, an adverse, I would say, uh, feedback that would, uh, you know, hurt your, your credentials uh, going forward. It's very key for you to establish a network of, of people to work with. So if you are busy doing, um, I would say, graphic design and you, ha you, are, you have an overflow of work, it is quite key for you to establish your own network where you're going to basically become more like a, a contractor rather than a, a direct freelancer. So, um, um, and other thing is basically managing uh, uh, time, which comes, you know, close to the self-discipline. Time management is, is, is very, very critical. And, um, you know, always make sure that you have the proper brief given to you. Um, so, um, um, what, what I face working with, with freelancers sometimes, they don't have the right, um, I would say, brief, or they don't, don't ask the right questions. Uh, which ends to something that it does not, you know, uh, come in line with what I'm expecting. Uh, 
sometimes the client doesn't know how to brief you. You need to know how to be, how to get the right information from him. You need to know how to read his mindset as well, what he likes. You need to, you need to ask him the right questions. Um, I would rather, as a, I would say, as an employer or a, 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 an, a buyer of the service, I always look at the issue of time, uh, value uh, of money. So I would rather pay 50 and get a better job than paying 10 and get something that is not worthwhile because I'm losing time. And I've done it so many times. I've learned from my mistakes. Sometimes I look at the cost, uh, the quote, and uh, it becomes the, I would say, the, the most important part. And uh, I end up with, a, with something that is not in, in line with my expectations. So it's very critical to balance these, these things. You are building your career. I've seen a lot of freelancers uh, that are working now for almost three to four years. One of them yesterday, I'm a mentor, so I mentor a lot of businesses. One of them called me yesterday and she said to me, Hazem, I'm looking at now taking the next step. I'm, I'm developing my own branding agency because I have so much work uh, overload. I cannot just do freelancing. So I need to start employing the people and working with the team that I have and a network of people from across, across the globe. Um, and I want to establish uh, a reputation, uh, a corporate reputation. This is a very good example of how you can move from a small uh, one-man show into, into something that is more, um, I would say, structured. That, that is very true and very well said. I think as a freelancer, you must possess those enterprising spirit, right? Think of yourself as a business rather than just as an individual who's offering services. So in this aspect, how do you think businesses can actually tap into the freelancing pool in Middle East? Um, it's very much important for us to, first of all, to speak more and, and develop content like, like what we are doing today. That's what we have, we've been doing in Clubhouse. We've been doing in and the different uh, you know, social media platforms, explaining the, uh, the importance of uh, freelancing and, and the new uh, digital economy and the knowledge-based economy. Um, so it is very important to educate the layman on the street that you can acquire the service for the uh, least possible cost, and um, it's not nuclear science. Um, so to me, to me, the stage one is whereby I would say develop content uh, the audience should be the, the, the public and uh, the community, as well as the, um, the, the, the uh, skill uh, you know, uh, set providers and the government as well. The government, for example, has to find means of um, convincing people to move to a uh, gig e economy because to them it's, it's, uh, it's a, a, a proper solution for unemployment. So to me, it's a it's a huge uh, I would say I would say a sheer uh, energy that you need to put uh, to bring this culture um, uh, to the market uh, in the Middle East. I belong to I'm, I would say I'm a global citizen. I'm all across the globe, so I'm very much exposed to freelancing. So sometimes I feel that I'm speaking Ch Chinese to Arabic people. So <laughs> it is very critical to really to re really move into. Uh, educating people. It takes time, it takes effort, and we are now working on it. Great. How, how do you think Singapore can actually collaborate with you um, to actually make your vision come true? I would say uh, Singapore is always seen as a beacon to, to Bahrain and to the Middle East. Um, this is something that maybe I would say the Singaporeans are unaware of, but we see Singapore as a very good role model. 
And I think the collaboration could come from content development, like what you are doing today, uh, collaborating and, and signing with, uh, I would say, uh, doing virtual uh, uh, sort of institute to educate people about freelancing, uh, to uh, migrate the skill set. So you might have virtual uh, institutes, uh, you'll have people, lecturers. Uh, we can even look into uh, means of developing incubators that are, uh, I would say, joint venture incubators between uh, the, Mid the Middle East and, and between uh, Singapore. There is a huge uh, potential for Singapore to be, to be here, um, especially looking at the tiger market in our uh, region, which is Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia is more or less like a, uh, it's a small uh, continent. We have 35 million uh, population. Um, most of the population is in the age of the youth. So there is a lot of potential for Singapore to really to come here to benefit out of it and for us to benefit as well as, as a region. Because when I speak, I don't speak about Bahrain. I speak about the Gulf Cooperation Council, which comes with, uh, with around 65 million um, people in terms of population. So there is a huge uh, place where I think we can debate and we can speak. Uh, we've seen uh, a lot of uh, changes in, in, uh, lately with the post-COVID, but I think we need to have uh, mentors, I would say, from, uh, from Singapore who could come in and could participate. So how do you think a freelancer can position themselves to actually pitch to you to, to look at um, you know, advancing their next career into Middle East or like vice versa from Middle East to Singapore? I think the best approach would be is when we um, do, sort of do those, I would say, virtual conventions or hackathons where people come from, from the region, from Singapore, and they pitch uh, projects. Most the, uh, the best approach would be to, to pitch projects and to demonstrate your, your skill set through projects. These projects might be um, just case studies, but you are, you are in a position to really to, um, uh, to let the uh, people in our region experience your, your, your capabilities. So having those hackathons, having the incubator, uh, Singaporean incubators come to the, to the Middle East, um, is a very good uh, approach. Unfortunately, we don't have yet, um, you know, I would say adequate freelancing portals that are, I would say, uh, um, inbound, where you have people from Singapore or Ukraine or from other countries, they come and, and, uh, and showcase their pro uh, projects to, to the Gulf. But uh, we, we use the, the common, I would say, uh, portals that are uh, available on, on our smartphones. So it's not going to be very much, uh, it's a huge market, you know, I mean, it's not going to be very easy for Singaporeans to be, uh, to compete with people like from the subcontinent, because you're talking about a huge population gap between the two. But I think the best approach would be through incubators, through hackers, uh, hackathons, through competitions, through bilateral visits. Um, we can really look into, into something that is worthwhile. Plus, I'm a firm believer of freelancing teams. I look at freelancing as if it's a football team. So you have a team leader, and then you have, let's say, when you were speaking about real estate projects. So real estate projects, you have to have someone who's good at quantity surveying, someone who's good at graphic design, someone who's good at, um, I would say, development costs, uh, branding. So you bring in them all, and let's say Hazem becomes the captain of that team. So that team could come from different countries. 
So Singapore could come through this team and they establish a proper, um, you know, harmony among themselves. And they can not only tap in the Middle East, they become a virtual consulting company that could do jobs all across the globe. This is, the, I would say, the new way of doing, uh, doing business for freelancing. That, that is the missing circle because, you know, for Hazem to acquire, you know, uh, freelancing services, I have to really collate, pick uh, from here and pick from there and then put them together and they might not speak the same language. So the Teams is the new form of uh, freelancing uh, going forward. Thank you so much for the time, Sheikh, and also to our audiences. If you enjoy our show, do let us know by clicking the like button or leave a comment below. Subscribe and hit the bell button so that you won't miss out on our next interview and follow us on Instagram. Till then, take care everyone and we hope to talk to you soon. Thank you, Sheikh, so much for your time. <laughs>